On today's episode, we're talking to Matt Young of Capital Developments about Young and Eglinton and the upcoming E2 condos featuring direct subway and LRT connection. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. All right, it's my pleasure to welcome back to the show for the third time, one of the rare third-time guests that we've had on the show, Matt Young. Matt Young is the Vice President of Development at Capital Developments. Matt, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again. I feel Great like to a record here. You might be, yeah. We might have to put your uh, your name up on a on a plaque or something here at the True Condos International Headquarters. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll come up with something. But uh, always good to talk to you, Matt. And I know we've done a lot of work together over the years, especially at Young and Eglinton. And we're going to be talking about Young and Eglinton, uh, obviously, today and your new project coming up there. But um, I think the last time we spoke was about a year ago. Uh, and I think we were talking at the time about your sort of, you had a final release of some units at 150 Red Path, which um, many of many of True Condo's uh, listeners and clients took advantage of that. And that was a, a great um, a great success at the time a year ago. But What's new at Capital Developments, like in a, in a broader sense, like in the past year, what have you been working on? What has your focus been uh, uh, with Capital Developments in the past year? Yeah, we, we've had a really, really busy year. Um, you know, last year we were kind of finishing off uh, our last few units at Red Pass. Um, our entire Young and Eglinton portfolio uh, is now, I believe, almost sold out. I think we have two units left. I think one at the art shop and one at uh, 150 Red Pass. Um, and it's been a great success, obviously. And then since then, we were really looking for, for new land and to find some new deals. Um, so over the last year, we were very busy. We, we bought a site that we're going to talk about today at Young and Eglinton as well. So it's a neighborhood we know really well. Um, and it's an excite, a site that we're really excited about. And then we also bought in December last year, a seven and a half acre site, um, at the corner of Bloor and Dufferin. So that's going to be a master plan mixed-use community that we're very, very excited about. We just submitted our zoning application uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so that's going to be the next one after this. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. I know you're, we're going to talk about Young and Eglinton, of course. Um, but yeah, maybe later on I'll ask you a little bit more about your, uh, if you can give us a teaser perhaps on that incredible site of Bloor and Dufferin. But um, in terms of Young and Eglinton, your three projects there, just to refresh everybody's memory, 150 Red Path, 155 Red Path, and of course, Art Shop Condos. Maybe give us an update. Where are those three projects at right now? So uh, 155 Red Path was the first one uh, we launched. That one is uh, at the tail end of construction. Um, we've started moving people in. So occupancy started a few months ago. Um, we're expecting to close that building uh, and register that building towards the end of this year or early next year. Um, and then uh, and that one's going to be finished. And then uh, we're moving on to 150 Red Path and Art Shop, which are both around the same point in construction. They're, they're just coming above ground now. Um, and those ones uh, will we'll be occupying and registering in a couple years from now. So uh, that's kind of where, where construction's at. And now for us, it's really just about executing on those projects and making sure that we, we deliver uh, to the standards and the quality that we, uh, we expect of ourselves. And we want to make sure we've got a lot of really happy uh, customers who move in there. So that's, that's yeah, maybe there. that's great. Yeah. Maybe touch on that if you don't mind, cause that's a great point that you bring up a lot. And, and I really appreciate that because not all developers ever say things like that and, and do things like that. So, 
155 Red Path, for example, what do you mean exactly when you say delivering on what you promised and, and making sure your customers are happy? I know you've you've taken some extra care in some of the details that went into 155 Red Path, for example, which, as you mentioned, is coming up for occupancy right now. Um, people are moving in. So what do you mean exactly by um, taking care of your customers in that sense? Well, look, for, for us, I mean, sometimes you can lose sight of this, but at the end of the day, our business is manufacturing homes. We're, we're creating a product for people, and uh, we want people to move into those those homes and be happy and be excited. And, um, you know, it's often the, the most expensive uh, purchase or investment of their lives, and uh, we want to make sure that they feel happy they invested or they purchased with us and they're going to move into one of our homes. So we've really tried to focus on a lot of the details in the buildings that I think sometimes get overlooked. So, you know, just one example, I mean, all the columns at one, and I think I mentioned uh, this to you before, but all the columns at 155 Red Path are, are architectural uh, columns that are smooth and uh, when people move into them, they're going to look like they were actually designed not just to hold up the building, but to look beautiful in the suite. And it's a really small detail, but a lot of people forget about that. So there's lots of little details uh, throughout the building that we've kind of really tried to focus on. And, you know, our hope is when people move into that building, uh, you know, they're going to speak positively about the experience and about the way their suite was turned over, and they're going to be excited to live in the building. So, And, and that, for us, is, is the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, tip of the hat, because they're hopefully going to speak positively about their experience there, and, and hopefully maybe they'll buy in the next project we do. So... Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it goes to resale values as well. And, and that's those are the little detail things that make a building sell high for higher uh, and trade at higher prices in the resale market, which in turn makes makes your original buyers and investors happy, which in turn makes them tell their friends and they keep coming and keep buying back. And, and you build your reputation as a developer over many years of doing that over and over again. So Definitely commend you for that and, and look forward to more of the same with future projects. Yeah, I mean, you know, we as a company, we always talk about, you know, relationships matter, and, and that's really kind of a, a, a key philosophy in our business. So, you know, this is one of the most important relationships is the relationship you have with your customers. So uh, we want to always cultivate those relationships and, uh, and make sure they're strong, and um, hopefully it lasts a very long time. So let's talk about E2, E2 Condos, which is coming very soon. Um, also Young and Eglinton, obviously. Um, let's start maybe with the site itself. I know it was a, it was a very unique um, site that you purchased, something that maybe perhaps hasn't been done before in Toronto. I know at the time when it, when it happened and you closed on the site, I was looking at, uh, I gave you a call and I said, maybe I really want to get this story out and, and talk to people about this. It's really interesting. So um, why don't you tell us about the site and, and what makes it unique exactly? Yeah, so the site is an assembly of three different parcels. Um, and one of the parcels is quite unique in that it was already an existing registered condo. So to, to purchase that condo, uh, we had to uh, effectively negotiate with 80% of the residents in the building. They all had to sign off on selling their units. And, uh, you know, by doing that, you'd be able to dissolve the condo corporation and redevelop the site. So it was a very old building. It was, it was kind of a, a low-rise condo building, I'd say. And um, yeah, I think, uh, if I'm correct, it was the first one ever done in Canada. And it was actually spearheaded by our partners, Metropia. Uh, we've got a 50-50 partner on this project in Metropia who's fantastic, and uh, they really led the acquisition of that. And, uh, and I believe it was the first time in Canada that's been done. So pretty exciting 
and then uh, and then next to that there's a, a small um, kind of commercial uh, building that's uh, currently housing a, a small school and then there's also um, a piece of land we purchased from Bell Canada which is a parking lot so we've purchased about 25 feet of that parking lot that will kind of uh, fill in the rest of the assembly and uh, on that collective piece of uh, three parcels we'll be able to build this uh, tower. Yeah, so that's just to recap. You purchased an entire condo building, not just one condo. Uh, you purchased an entire condo building with all the units in it, and you're basically dissolving the condo corporations. Everybody, everyone in there, all those uh, people who live there, are, are uh, have been their units have been purchased, and and they're gone. And uh, the building will be uh, taken down, and and your much bigger building will be built, obviously, on top of that. Um, like you said, new thing for Toronto, for Canada, but other cities like maybe New York City, it's more of a more of a common thing. Do you think that this is a new trend? Like, are you going to see more of this happening in Toronto? Is this part of the evolution of the development industry, especially in central Toronto? I think it's very possible it could continue. Um, I mean, the reality with development is as the city matures, uh, the the sites tend to get more difficult, and um, you know as values go up, you start looking at uh, bigger and bigger sites because you know if you look at what the highest and best use would be, uh, you can kind of justify a purchase. So you're now starting to see things like 10-story office buildings being torn down for 50 or 60-story uh, residential or mixed-use towers going up. You know I think smaller. Um, older condo buildings that have maybe higher maintenance fees and maybe aren't as efficient to manage and run are potential uh, prospects for, for buildings that might want to dissolve their corporation and uh, they might have more value in, in selling to a developer to build something new. So it, it can totally happen. It's not the easiest uh, way to structure a deal, um, but you know it's certainly possible and I, I think more of them will happen for sure. Just a speculative question, just for your, I want to hear your opinion, but do you think that condo investors is it a realistic or, or good strategy to think about actually finding these smaller older condo buildings that exist in you know very expensive uh real estate pockets close to the subway and so on in the core of the city and actually buy the try to buy units in these older buildings with the notion that uh you know eventually sometime over the years a developer will want to come along and buy them out and and redevelop that site is that you think that's something that a, a condo investors might think about doing is that or what what are your thoughts on that i mean it, it's totally possible um you know i think at the end of the day most people in real estate uh they make an investment because they feel that uh it's relatively low risk and that they're going to uh, make a good return on their investment from day 1 um you know, and and that's kind of how they make their investment decisions. So I think, uh, you know, especially when it comes to condos, you know, there's there's probably lower risk investments because maybe you don't want to bank on something that maybe is not going to pan out for 10 or 20 years or maybe ever. Um, but you know, for the the people who are really in the know and who are kind of well connected with what's going on, you know, you might be able to find those those opportunities to buy into a building that uh, maybe over the next five years will get uh, dissolved and and turned into a larger project. So it's very possible, but I, I think it's a little trickier. You, you have to have a better understanding of the development process and and what people are what developers are looking for when they're buying land to to be able to do that properly. Talk about your partnership with Metropia here. You mentioned them earlier. So your partners on this project, E2 with Metropia. Um, how did that partnership come about? And, uh, you know, we're, 
we're familiar with you guys, Capital Developments, but maybe some of our listeners are not as familiar with Metropia. Um, so tell us a little bit about how that relationship came about and, and what do we need to know about Metropia? Yeah, so the relationship really came about through uh, one of our partners, Jordan Dermer, who uh, had a relationship with Howard Sokolowski, who's the, uh, the the owner of Metropia. Um, you know, Howard's been around the real estate business forever. He was one of the founders of Tribute Homes, um, one of the largest home builders ever. I think he's he's built over 30,000 homes uh, in his career. Um, and I think, you know, Jordan and Howard had had a relationship. And, and, you know, the thing about real estate is there's a lot of camaraderie in the, in the industry. A lot of developers, we don't necessarily see each other as competition, but maybe as peers. Um, so I think they had a mutual respect and, and kind of always talked about trying to do a deal together. And when this opportunity came up, I think it was a good fit. We had a lot of experience uh, in the Young and Eglinton area. They had a lot of experience in the Young and Eglinton area. And we really look at this as a marriage of, you know, the two uh, – the two most successful and prominent developers in this area um, kind of coming together. We've all had great successes with uh, our respective projects. You know, they were uh, heavily involved in the e-condos project, the original e-condos project, and uh, and obviously we had our shop and, and 150 and 155 Red Path. So I think kind of marrying those uh, experiences and those talents and those skills um, is really coming together well in this project. And it just made a lot of sense for us. So that's kind of how it started. And then we've now kind of gone on um, to work on some new partnerships that Bloor and Dufferin were partnered on that one as well. So uh, so it's very exciting times for us. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I didn't realize you guys were also partnering on Bloor and Dufferin. That's, that's exciting. I mean, I really look at you guys as the Young and Eglinton dream team. Um, you've, uh, you put your two developers. You put the, your two developers together and the, the projects that you've worked on there, as you mentioned, e-condos for Metropia, which, you know, was, is and was a major landmark project um, in the area and really sort of set the tone for the current wave of development in the area a few years back when it launched. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you guys with Art Shop and 150, 155, all major smash successes, so... Um, very excited to see what you guys have come up with together, putting your heads together on this one. So talk to us about the building itself, E2. What, what are the, what do we need to know in terms of the building? What makes it unique? What are the features that are, uh, most important to you? And what are you most excited to sort of reveal as, as you're about to reveal this project very soon? Yeah, so I think the the biggest thing uh, that I think is interesting and different about this project from other projects is the fact that it's connected directly to both the subway and the new Crosstown LRT, as well as the Young Eglinton Center. So we really looked at this as, you know, the most convenient, the most connected building in the city. I mean, if you were to to look at, um, you know, other other hubs in the city, I mean, you've really got maybe Young and Bloor and Young and Eglinton as the two most connected hubs in the city. So we really think that any project kind of uh, directly connected that is going to benefit from it. Um, it's going to offer a lot of conveniences. You'll be able to, you know, go directly from this building into the subway, go down to your job in the financial district, and come right back without ever going outside. So in the winter time, there's going to be a lot of convenience associated with that. Um, you know, so that for us is really the the, the big uh, thing that we're talking about on this project, and uh, I think it's going to make a lot of sense for the types of buyers we see who are going to live here. So, you know, one of the the things when we look at these projects is we always try and understand who the end user is going to be, who's who's the person who's actually going to live here, whether they're a renter or an owner. And um, you know, we have 
thankfully a lot of hindsight to look at. We, we've got projects at uh, 155 and 150 Redpath and Art Shop, and we've got to talk to over 1,700 buyers there and learn about you know why they wanted to live in Young and Eglinton. One of the things we found is that there's a lot of uh, kind of younger couples um, who are maybe making the next step in their lives uh, or young families who are making the next step in their lives. They're moving away from downtown. They want to be a little closer to some really good schools. They still want to be connected to the city, but they want to have, uh, you know, more of that, that family life. And that's something we've kind of crafted this building around. So, um, you know, for example, in this building, when it comes to amenities, we've got uh, a kid's uh, zone which will have like a rock climbing wall and crafts areas and slides and other things like that because there's a lot of people who are now going to be raising uh, families in condos and uh, they need places to take their kids and, and to entertain their kids and do things like that. So we're doing we're doing that. You know, we've we've in some of the suites designed stroller, stroller storage. Um, so if you have a stroller, you've got a place to put it and it's not kind of taking up your, your front hallway. Um, so we've really thought about that uh, quite a bit when we when we thought about um, who the buyers would be and and what they would be looking for when they when they live in a building. So, and I know your floor plans you're very proud of. I've got a sneak peek of them, but what can you tell us about the floor plans themselves and and the sort of the layout of the building because it's so important, especially when you're buying for investment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we always design our buildings really from the inside out. So we we focus on floor plans first, and um, you know, in this building, uh, we have a lot of wide, shallow floor plans. We've got a lot of window space. Um, you know, every every uh, floor plan has bedrooms on windows. Um, every floor plan has balconies, and we really try to make the floor plans as efficient as possible too. So you know, at at 155 and 150 Ann Art Shop. We had a, a 615 square foot uh, one plus flex unit, which uh, which had two bathrooms. So we've replicated that unit in this building. We've got two full stacks of that unit because it was such a popular unit. People loved it. It was great for investment. Um, you know, and if you were a young couple and you have you know maybe a new baby, you know you've got a perfect uh, place for that baby, or you could you know put a Murphy bed in in the uh, the den area and it could almost sleep two people. Uh, even though it's still just a one bedroom, so um, you know we've designed that. We've designed a lot of really great two bedrooms, um, anywhere from you know about 620 square feet up to about 800 square feet, um, and you know they're all very very efficient. They're all kind of split bedroom designs. Um, you know, so we're very excited about the floor plans, and that's usually a key focus whenever we come out with the project is to make sure we get those right first because that's where people are going to live, and then kind of build the rest of the project around that. Speaking to the condo investor who's out there right now, who's listening to this, and there's they're looking at different projects that are launching right now, what would you say to them? Why should they invest in E2? Well, I, I think the reality is it's all about location. And if, if, you, if you look at locations, there's sometimes levels to location. So Young and Eglinton has been a super popular area. You know, we've had great success there, and, and we found that it's only gotten more popular with time. But then when you actually go into kind of the, the sub-market of Young and Eglinton, what's the best possible location you can be? And the reality is the best possible location you can be is directly connected to the subway. So we are the only project that's directly connected to the subway. So for that reason alone, you know, there's really no better location in this area than, than this uh, site. So... Um, and if you look at you know projects over time, the, the best locations with the best builders always do better uh, from an investment standpoint. They always appreciate more. They always retain their value better. 
Um, so that's really why I think this project makes a lot of sense. And, and again, we've, we've programmed it around, you know, real buyers and real people who are going to live here. So I think, you know, whether you're an investor or not, when you try and rent this out, there's going to be a lot of demand for, for rentals in this building because of that. Um, and that's ultimately what's going to get a return on somebody's investment. Matt, it's been great chatting with you today. Before we go, can you give us sort of a teaser? What can you tell us about Bloor and Dufferin, that site? I know you're very excited about that one as well. It's a massive site. What can you tell us so far about Bloor and Dufferin and what, what people can expect there? Yeah, it, it's a really, really exciting site for us because it's really a chance to do some proper city building. It, it's not just an infill site. This is really building an entire, uh, you know, more than a city block. Um, you know, it's seven and a half acres. The site's going to have a park on site. And we've really uh, focused the entire plan on this one around making sure we have the best pedestrian realm possible. So this is really going to hopefully add a new destination to the city of Toronto. Um, we just submitted our zoning application a couple weeks ago, so uh, we're going to start the process of, of working more with the community and working more with the city to make sure we get it right. Um, you know, this for us is really going to be a legacy project. We want to make sure it's done properly. Um, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of retail here. Uh, we're really trying to make it a, a live-work-play neighborhood. Um, so more information is going to come out. We're still in the early days of it, but we're very, very excited. And uh, as more information comes out, we're happy to chat with you and, and share more with your listeners. Very excited to see that one. Yeah, I know some of the renderings and stuff are out there. Some of the uh, conceptual renderings and things that you've, you're going for your zoning on are out there. And, and it looks really amazing, really something special, unique. Um, and what a great location right on, right on the subway once again in, uh, you know, in the heart of the city. So looking forward to that, Matt, thanks so much for your time again and looking forward to, uh, working with you on E2. Um, and, uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show again soon. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.